Hello, and welcome back to the Dream On Podcast. This is season two, episode 11, and it has been far too long for me since I last recorded an episode. Um, I'm so excited to finally get back to recording. Um, school has really taken off for me. I had a late start class this year, so it just started um, you know, a couple weeks ago when the episodes stopped coming out. Um, it really hasn't been that long since I put it in put out an episode, but it feels like a long time for me um, just because I love doing this so much. So uh, sorry for the short break. Um, I do think that episodes will be a little bit slow for the rest of the semester, but um, that's not that long. So, you know, it'll be okay. And I'll keep putting out content. Uh, Today at the start of the episode, I would really like to thank my first ever patron on the Patreon. Um, I appreciate it so much and it really just, it shocked me to see when I got the notification on my phone that um, I had my first Patreon. Uh, patron. Um, I just, I want to thank them on the podcast specifically because it really means a lot to me. And um, if you want to join them and become the second or third or fourth patron, um, then the link to the Patreon is in the description of every episode. So definitely check that out. Um, and I will be putting out like a little bonus series of episodes on the Patreon. I'm making a list of topics that I want to cover there. And that'll just be things that um, the episodes wouldn't be long enough for like a full length podcast episode, but there's still things that matter um, in terms of lucid dreaming and sleep and the topics I usually cover here. So it's it's an extension of the podcast. It's um, it's just topics that I won't be covering on the main uh, like stream of episodes, um, except for in like, you know, maybe it would come up for like a minute, but over there I'll really expand on topics that I wouldn't be able to hear just because, uh, it wouldn't fill my 20 ish minute goal for each episode. So that'll be cool. And I'll get to that very soon, especially since I have a patron and I have someone who will listen to those. So that really, uh, makes me want to get to that sooner because someone's waiting for it. So, um, in today's episode here, while we're all together once again, um, I'm going to cover my old dream journal, which um, I just finished a couple weeks ago and I'm holding it right now. It's got so many like bookmarks in it, little uh, sticky notes stuck in there uh, just from different like interesting dreams that I've had. And this journal is interesting because I started it in 2017 is the first dream in there. And um, I was really sporadic when I first started it, which is why I only have one journal from 2017 up until a few weeks ago. Like you would think I would have more than just one, um, which I would if I had been better about journaling. But at the beginning, I only recorded episodes, or not episodes, <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, I only recorded dreams that I thought were like really interesting or dreams that I was super lucid in and just like cool stuff happened. Um, it was really like I was recording my dreams, but I wasn't doing it often enough that I was making a lot of progress in terms of like my skills in lucid dreaming. And um, you can see like in the journal, like the last half of it is just from like last year. So I went from like three years covering 
um, or three years were covered in the first half. And then the second half is only covering one year because I started writing down so many more dreams. So you can really see like my development in this one, which is why it's an interesting journal. And I'll probably refer back to it like even years from now, just because you can see my growth in terms of my skill as a lucid dreamer. Um, and I also mentioned the podcast a lot in it just because this podcast has helped me become such a better dreamer than I was before. Like my control levels are better and I know a lot more about how my own dreams work and how other people's dreams work and just all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so that'll be today's episode. I just want to go through and like highlight some cool dreams from in there. Um, and it'll, it'll be like kind of a story time episode today, just like a fun one for me to jump back into recording. Um, but you should know I've thought about recording this podcast every day and every night for the last two weeks. I wake up and as I'm writing down my dream, I'm like, wow, I really need to record a podcast episode today. And then I look at my all my assignments I have to do in my planner. And I'm just like, no, like I'm not going to be able to. And I can't. Um, like today, right now, I'm ignoring my homework to do this. But it's totally worth it because I've been wanting to record this episode, like I said, for a couple weeks. So now it's time to get started. So before I talk about the dreams from my previous journal, I want to talk about a dream that I had uh, two days ago, I think. Yes. Let's go with two days ago. Um, yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Okay. It was two days ago. It doesn't even make a difference. Um, but in the dream, so I'm going to tell you like the whole dream, not from start to finish because at the beginning it didn't really make sense. Um, just because dreams don't really make sense, but um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the dream just because it's it's kind of a cool one. Um, so in the dream, um, not starting from the beginning, but starting from a relevant point, um, I was really lucid and I was in a car with this woman who was uh, my sister in air quotes. Um, she was not actually my real sister, but in the dream she was, and she was driving me and, um, we were on like a back country road. Um, it was dark, it was nighttime and there was no one else on the road with us. And, uh, I looked out the window and I saw like a trailer on the side of the road. Um, not like a camper trailer, but the kind that you like tow livestock in and in the trailer I could see cows and their calves there were four cows and four calves in the trailer and they were just abandoned on the side of the road in the dark and the road was pretty narrow and the shoulder of the road was pretty narrow so they were kind of in the road and I was worried that they were gonna get hit by someone who was like coming the other way and I was like oh my gosh we have to stop and like tow those we cannot leave those sitting here because they're gonna get hit and they're gonna die and my sister was like, oh my gosh. And she was super stressed because she thought that like the cops were going to find out that we had taken this trailer of cows from on the side of the road and like stolen it. And she pulled over anyways, even though she was worried. And we got out and we were looking at the cows and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to take the cows. We can't leave them here. And then she went under like this barbed wire fence for some reason. And she found a dog and like puppies on the side of the road. Like 
in, in someone's yard on the other side of the barbed wire fence. And they were just like hiding under there. And she was like, oh my gosh, we found a dog and puppies too. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to take all of them. We can't just leave them out here in the dark. So um, even though she was afraid that the cops were going to find out that we had taken all these animals, she was like, okay, fine. And she hitched up the trailer to the back of the truck we were in and we took the dogs and we got in the truck and she was driving us on this dark road. And it was weird because she was driving on the correct side of the road for the United States, but the passenger side of the car was flipped like it would be if we were in the UK. So she was on the side that they drive in the UK, but she was driving on the right side of the road like you would in the United States. So that was very weird. And I only noticed that after I woke up. Um, I don't know why that happened. Maybe it's just because now I'm used to sitting in the driver's seat. So I just was there in the dream. But um, anyway, she was driving us and I have no idea where we were going, but we had taken these animals and I was hoping that, that the police wouldn't catch us. Uh, sure enough, the police <laughs> suddenly started chasing after us. And there was this really long stretch of the dream where she was just driving us on the highway. And um, if you've ever seen surrealism in art and you've seen like surrealist art pieces where reality is just distorted, that's kind of what this entire sequence looked like. Um, like at one point, this cop pulled up alongside us on the highway as we were driving and he wasn't in his car. He was seated on top of the car and we made direct eye contact. And then he like fell back in the, like he didn't fall off the car. That would be terrifying. But like the car fell back and it started going slower. So then he was behind us again. And there was just a long sequence of stuff like that. And it was very odd, but, um, I think it was because the dream was a little unstable. So it was kind of, it was kind of wonky at this point. Um, but I, sorry, I just remembered something I want to talk about later. Um, so we were driving on this highway. It was very weird. And then, um, the sequence of this part ended and the reason it ended was because then we finally reached our destination and my sister pulled up um, to this weird building. It was like a cylinder, um, almost like a can, <laughs> uh, like a metal, metal can. And um, it was totally metal and concrete. That's what it was made of. And it was half well, I think it might have been fully suspended over like the ocean. Um, and I've mentioned how like all of my dreams take place by some body of water. And in this case, uh, we finally reached the ocean, which I guess proved it was a dream. But um, we were the building was like half over the ocean and it was no longer nighttime. Now it was daytime outside and it was really cloudy like you could not see the sun um but it was like high clouds so it wasn't foggy down here i could see the whole ocean and i could see like the gray uh water and i could see the whole building in front of us but it was really foggy um high above in the clouds and we went into the building and the dream shifted i think because it knew that i wasn't interested in just driving around and doing nothing and um inside there was um, 
if you've seen the show Bones, Hodgins from Bones was there and Kylo Ren was there from Star Star Wars and they had like this big confrontation with each other and it was really boring because I had no idea what was going on. So I was just kind of looking around and um, so that didn't catch my attention. So then the dream shifted again and both of them left. And then um, there were all these young people who are around my age and they were suddenly in the room and we were all... Uh, I sat down at a table with them and we all started playing, I think it was like a card game or something or just like board games, but we started playing games um, and like that was fun. I was into that. And then um, people started making popcorn, but uh, it's like the, the bags of popcorn in a microwave in the corner. They started making popcorn and um, it was weird because this whole building like I told you, is that huge cylinder, right? And inside, uh, we were on just one level of the building. So each story was the entirety of that cylinder wide. Like there was no division in the rooms in there. So we were in just like this big round room. And inside was all of this like tech equipment, like a big computer monitor. It looked like a super villain layer, basically. And then there were floor to ceiling windows. So you could look out and see the ocean. And then it was like we were in like a break room because there was a microwave and like a snack bar. And then there was like a coat closet right there. Um, And in the middle of the room, there was like a staircase leading down and I didn't know where it went. Um, I honestly, I don't even remember going into the building. It's just that like we are now in the building, you know, when something's implied in a dream and it just it doesn't physically happen. Um, So, you know. We were there, we were playing cards, we were eating popcorn, and the kids kept making new bags of popcorn because the old bags, they weren't eating them fast enough, and so they would get cool. And uh, when they cooled off, they were like, oh, no, we need more because I don't want to eat cold popcorn. And it was just like one of those dumb things that people do, and I was like, wow, okay, I guess. And um, they made a new one one time, and I think it was the fourth bag, uh, and the other three were still on the table, half-finished. And uh, I ate some popcorn and it was really good. So I ate some more. And then this wave of nausea hit me that was so strong. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up. And I stood up and I like stepped back from the table and I looked outside at the ocean. And then um, I had just this moment and I was like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I sitting and eating popcorn with dream characters? Like I'm lucid dreaming. I should be doing something more interesting than that. So um, I knew that I wanted to fly, uh, even though I didn't have that specific thought. Like it, it's just, I don't know. I knew I wanted to, even though I didn't think that to myself explicitly. Um, and everyone went, everyone uh, started filing down the stairs. And so I looked over and saw them doing that. And then I looked over at the windows again and the windows were gone. Now it was an open balcony. So I could step straight out um, onto like this uh, concrete deck and I could look out over the water. And uh, the view was really cool because like to my right there was the water right there was the ocean and it was kind of choppy and like a gray green color and then to my left there was like this cliffside mountain that was uh, next to the highway we had driven up so it was like huge rocky cliff ocean and it was just like a very cool view and it was still really foggy and um 
instantly just after seeing this, um, all of a sudden I had my big black angel wings that I fly with a lot in dreams. Um, I've been using them a lot more lately too. Um, the wings I fly with, they tend to go in and out of style. Just, I don't know why I switch back and forth between the styles of them, uh, throughout the years, but, uh, the angel wings are back and, um, I got up on the railing of the balcony and then all of a sudden, like I looked down and it was probably like 30 feet down into the water. Um, or maybe just 20. And I was nervous because there wasn't a lot of wind. So I thought it would be like challenging to take off from this height. And um, I called down to the people who were in the water because now all the people who had been with me were swimming. And I was like, uh, guys, I need some encouragement because I'm really nervous about flying right now. And there was just this huge like, uh, it wasn't like super loud because there weren't that many people, but they were all like, oh my gosh, no, like you've got this, you can do it. And it was so encouraging. And, you know, my fear was gone. I was like, oh my gosh, they're right. Like, it's fine. It's good. And I stepped back and I ran at the balcony and I jumped over the rail and um, I started flying around, which was awesome. Um, but uh, it, you know, that lasted for a minute and I was flying around and it was so cool. And I was doing all these spins in the air and just like, you know, appreciating like how beautiful the scenery was like flying over the ocean. Oh my gosh. I was like swooping down and like dragging my hands through the water as I was flying over it, which is just such a cool experience to get to have. Um, so that was amazing. But then, um, I looked up and I saw that around the back of this like cylindrical building, there was a train track and um, we're nearing the ultimate point of this dream. There's a reason I needed to share this with somebody. Um, so the, the <laughs> you're going to die. It's so horrible. Um, it's hilarious. So there's there's a train track going around the back of the building and then um it's coming from like almost like around the cliffside mountain but it's completely over the ocean and there's nothing supporting it it's basically a floating train track just over the ocean and i see a train that looks like a it's like a modern monorail coming towards me and um it has like a ton of kids on it. It's like parents and their kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And so I go and I land on the like super villain lair that we're at and I start waving at the kids and like everyone's, they're driving by on the, on the track and um, other people who are in the water, they climb up and they're waving at them too. And then um, the train passes us and uh, this random dude I have no idea who he was, but in the dream, it felt like he was my best friend. I don't know who he was, but like he felt like someone who was really close to me. And he was like, hey, you should uh, fly after them because the kids would love to see your wings. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like you're so smart. I should fly after them. So I jumped off the side of the building and I was flying alongside the train and um, I was like waving at the kids, you know, and they were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. She's flying. And it was so cool. And um, then I looked ahead and I saw that we were approaching a train station, which is also floating in the sky, just like the train track. And um, 
it was not what a train station looks like at all. It looked more like a garage, like um, the kind of garage you would keep like large trucks in. And um, I had this moment and I was like, okay, we're approaching really fast because I'm flying as fast as this train, um, except a little faster because I'm, I'm passing them and then going back and passing them. And so I'm like, okay, I have two choices. I can either try to fly fast enough to make it through the train station before the doors close, or I can go over the train station and just like keep going. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to make it. I'll try to fly through before the doors close. So um, there are two sets of doors in this particular train station. There's the door on the side that we are entering through. And there's a door on the side where we would exit um, after the train has completed its stop and it keeps going on the track. And I think to myself that I can make it before both doors close. Because for some reason, they had them both open, even though the train was going to stop. And I was like, surely I will make it. I am so fast with my huge, beautiful wings. And I start going at high speed toward the doors. And if you don't know where this is going, then I need you to think a little harder because, wow. Um, So I'm flying and I make it through the first set of doors, but then the second set of doors closes and I crash directly into the metal door as it's closing and it just like it shuts and you hear it hit the floor and then I just smack straight into it and like my wings are flared out I'm trying to stop but I can't stop fast enough and I just smack into the door and then I look up and I'm on the ground And I see this huge dent in the door from where I hit it. And I'm sitting on the ground and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really just hit the door. And I look around me and people disembark from the train and everyone just leaves. No one even looked at me. Like I just smacked into it at high speed. No one even cared. And I... (laughs) I'm sitting there on the ground and looking around and no one is even taking notice of the fact that I'm sitting there and I'm like oh my gosh and so to stir up a little drama I'm like oh no I think my wing is broken and no one even looks again they don't even care and then the only thing that ends up happening is that the other staff at the train station like start talking to the driver of the train that I was racing and they're like hey man like you're gonna have to pay damages because she was racing you and they're like gesturing at the huge dent in the door and then I'm just like wait a second like he doesn't even know me why would he have to pay damages for something I decided to do on my own and there's just this whole thing and then the plot of the dream changed and I completely lost lucidity and the dream only lasted for like a couple more minutes and then it ended but like I cannot even believe that that happened I woke up and I was like are you serious like I crashed into the door and that I don't think 
I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever crashed into anything while flying. Like, there have been some close calls, and there have been some rough landings, but I don't think I've ever smacked into something straight on. It was so bad. It was really bad. But then no one even cared. So I guess it's fine. Um, So I, wow. That was a couple nights ago. And as you can see, emotionally, I have not recovered. I probably won't recover um, (laughs) ever. So that was just... It's a pretty wild experience, and I think it changed who I am fundamentally. Like, that changed my life. It was so insane and just embarrassing, but also hilarious. Like, I was sitting on the ground, and I was laughing. I was like, did, did that really just happen to me? Like, I just, I dented the door. I'm staring at this dent on this metal door that's as big as I am, and I'm like, okay, that was awesome. So now that I have shared that dream with everyone, um, I am going to get to the old dreams from the old dream journal and just like celebrate the progress that I've made um, over the course of this journal. And um, uh, these will be shorter than the one I just told. Like that was, I told you that dream, um, not start to finish, but almost start to finish. So these will be significantly shorter because I'm just sharing the parts that matter. So these are more edited than that. Um, and I think they're less funny than that. <laughs> so uh, we got the laughs out of the way and now these will just be more like interesting. Um, so the first one that I want to talk about, literally I wrote one paragraph for this dream because I was summing up the dreams that I had had during the week because I didn't have time to write them all down. So this dream uh, I would not have thought was interesting if I hadn't been like um, reading through all the dreams in this journal uh, very deliberately. That's the word I'm looking for. I was reading through all the dreams really deliberately trying to find good ones for this episode specifically. And um, I stumbled upon this dream that I never would have thought was relevant until um, after I had had another dream a few months later. And the reason is because in this dream, one second, let me grab the notebook. Okay. So in this dream, I was in like this barn, right? It was like a barn sort of building and I was upstairs and I found this random dude in there and he had blonde hair and he had super blue eyes and I was like, oh my gosh. And then he had, um, he had like jeans on and in the dream, I was struck by how much his outfit looked like something I would wear. And I was like, what the heck? And then um, I left the barn and I don't know if I talked to him or anything. Like this isn't a very thorough journal entry, but I left the barn and he followed me and um, he flew out the window after me. So um, I wrote in the journal that like everything that he was doing, he was acting like he was the one lucid dreaming. Like the way that he moved around in the dream and the way that he like flew, it was like he was the dreamer. And I was like, what? And then um, that's, I mean, that's kind of it. There's nothing, like, I don't write how the dream ended or anything like that. Like, I might not have even remembered except for the snippet. But, like, that in and of itself is not, like, I guess it's an odd occurrence for a dream. But um, it wasn't, it was, like, three months later after this that I had the dream where, um, 
I was at like the school and then um, Asher was like turned into a cat. And then I think this is the same guy. Like, I think this is the first time I met his twin and I just didn't even know it was him. And then um, also, I guess as like kind of an unofficial announcement, um, one of you guys messaged me at some point and you were like, oh my gosh, when you said um, that you named Asher Asher, I instantly was like, you should name his twin Alex. And that has stuck with me forever. So that's what I call him now. I just call him Alex mentally, even though I have never asked him about his name and he might have a different one. But um, apparently I don't remember the names of people in my dreams. Apparently that doesn't matter to me as a person, which might say something about who I am and my personality since names don't matter to me. But um, that's stuck with me. So they're Asher and Alex now. Um, no debate. So don't come at me for that. <laughs> um so that was interesting just because that's the first time I think I met him. Um, he tends to be like that. Like he he flies around. He acts more like a dreamer and Asher acts more like the dream personified, I want to say. So, you know, interesting. If you're someone who wants to analyze that, go ahead. Um, let me know what you <laughs> let me know what you think about that. Um, and then this next one. This one is interesting because. Um, at the time, I was like really, um, I was amazed by it because in the dream I was so lucid and I felt like it was so clear and just so real. And it was like when I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, this was like a really cool dream. But at the same time, dreams like this are so much more common for me now. Like I had three of these kinds of dreams this week. Um, and <laughs> This one for me was like something I got, you know, once every few months and then more recently, you know, three in a week. So the like that's why I wanted to go back and review this journal with you guys, because like the difference in my abilities over the last few years are just shocking. Like the the amount that I've grown and learned is just incredible. So wherever you are and how in like this process of learning to lucid dream and however much you know, like you can go infinitely farther because I thought that I had peaked because I had dreams like this. I didn't think I could have dreams like this, you know, three times a week. I didn't think that that was possible, but that's where I am now. So clearly it was, and I bet I could have one every day and I'll probably reach that point at some point in the future. So you know, you can keep growing and you can keep learning and you should do those things because it's good for your brain. So in this dream, um, I was with my soccer team in high school that I played with. And at some point I realized it was a dream and I flew straight up and um, we were in like a forest and I flew up to see over the treetops and I was right next to this really tall brick tower. It almost looked like a lighthouse, but it was made out of brick. And when I got to the top, I looked down and it was really high up there. And I have mentioned before, I am afraid of heights when it's in like this special in-between zone where I'm not so high that I can't see the details of the ground, but I'm also like it's like I'm low enough that I can see if where I fell, I can see exactly where I would go splat on the ground. So it's like it's the the place where I cannot be when I'm flying because then I get freaked out right there. Um, 
And in this dream, because I was just levitating and I didn't have any wings at this point, um, I got really freaked out because there was no reasoning of like, oh, well, I can just catch myself on like a draft of air or something if I fall. Like I was going to go down if I was going to go down. So I freaked out and I like grabbed the side of the tower and I was just up there scared. But then all of a sudden, my team members had wings and they were like, oh my gosh, like you're fine. You have wings too. Come fly with us. And then I had wings and then I wasn't so scared. And I dove straight off of the tower, which was terrifying because when I got to the ground, like, or like close to it, you know, I flared out the wings just like I did in the recent dream where I smacked into the wall. But um, this time it actually worked. And even though I thought that I had like um, tried to stop too late, it was fine. And I just kind of like floated to the ground and it was very soft. And um, I think the dream cushioned my landing because otherwise um, I think it was too late. Uh, for me to stop like that. So I think the dream cushioned my fall and made it that slow. But um, I stopped and I was sitting there and the dream almost collapsed at this point. And um, I felt it uh, like, I, I don't know how to describe the sensation of the dream falling apart. Um, you almost feel dizzy. You feel like really dizzy at this point and it's like the reality starts to crumble around you like the colors get brighter and like everything get, becomes like kind of saturated and blurry and just like things are weird for a second so um i knew that i was waking up because i felt uh, my physical body smile when i smiled and i was like nope we need to cut that out so um i stopped what i was doing and i just really focused on like the grass on the ground and um, I think I like basically sat in the dirt for a minute and just like let the dream come back into focus. And then um, when that was done, I took off and went flying and I left my team behind. Um, and I was just flying over this beautiful forest um, that was so green and so stunning. And then at one point, I decided I wanted to go to San Francisco which um, I'm going to talk more about San Francisco in a future episode because San Francisco is like a huge deal in my dreams for some reason. Um, I have a version of San Francisco that comes up all the time. Um, so I'll do a future episode about dream locations and like places in dreams and I'll talk more about SF. So that'll come up there. But in this dream, I wanted to go to San Francisco and um, the way to do it my mom said, who was suddenly there on the ground um, under me, she was like, if you just fly through here, um, then you'll make it through to San Francisco. And I was like, okay. And um, when I had been sitting on the ground earlier, um, I had dug a hole for some reason. And now the hole was a lot bigger and it led to San Francisco. So I dove straight at the ground like before. But this time um, I managed to fit through this hole that was super tiny like I should not have been able to make it through but you know it's a dream so I did and I made it all the way through and then I ended up waking up so <laughs> I made it through the hole and then I woke up but um that dream was really lucid and I worked really hard to stabilize it and there was just a lot happening over the course of the whole thing um, like I remembered a lot of details and that was a unique experience for me. I only had one of these dreams um, 
probably once a month or once every couple months, um, just depending. And so when these happened, I wrote these down in a lot of detail. And those are normally the ones that I wrote down. And that's why, again, the, the journal only has so much space for all those years um, because I wasn't really writing down my dreams as much as I should have. Um, otherwise, I probably would have been lucid dreaming at the level I'm at now a lot sooner. It's just that I didn't care about like the dreams that were boring, which I get it. I don't really write down super boring dreams either. Um, I also don't write down nightmares um, because I don't want to remember them and I don't want motifs from nightmares to show up in other dreams. Like I want to forget nightmares. So I let those die when they happen. Um, and I encourage you to do the same because you don't want to encourage that sort of stuff. So, um, but at this point, you know, when I'm having the dreams that I want to have three times a week, like I think that journaling three times a week for me is is enough. Like three times a week for me is fine, I think, because I still wake up and like process my dreams every day. And then I go on the podcast and I talk about them again. So like they're really cemented in my mind. And so, you know, whatever works for you just in terms of recording like if you can't record every day, it's not going to stop you. But when you're starting out and you can't even remember any dreams, then I would, yeah, I'd probably say every day because otherwise um, you're never going to reach the point where you're like me and you're remembering, you know, every single day. It's just that I choose which ones I care about. <laughs> so in that way, I'm privileged. But, you know, I did a lot of work to get here. Like this is the second dream journal I've filled completely and now I'm working on the third one so I put in the hours okay it takes a long time to write all these down so now this next one um I really chose this because on the Instagram account which if you're not following you should follow because I ask for like listener questions and stuff on there um I was asking for like what kinds of dreams you guys wanted to hear about and this one I think there was one specific listener who, um, from what they said, I think that they would be interested in this one. And it's also just a really cool dream all around. Um, so this is from a few months after the dream we just talked about. And um, this one, this one's really just like a nice dream. Um, it's just so like sweet, even just like reading it now. So um, in the dream, I was in kind of a Hawaii looking place. Um, but the ocean was genuinely like glass. It was smooth as glass. And I could see all the way down to the bottom of the ocean, hundreds of feet down. And like, yes, that was intimidating, but it was also so beautiful. And um, I was out on the water on a surfboard and my dad was there and he was on a surfboard too. And we were just out there like hanging out because uh, there were no waves. The water was glass basically. And so we were just out there. And then uh, all of a sudden, these two orca whales swam up underneath us. And I was so scared because they were so huge, just so big. And they were right underneath us. And um. I was like to get on my surfboard I accidentally kicked the water and then one of the whales like slapped their tail on the water and I was like oh my gosh it's mimicking me like it just did exactly what I did and um and then we paddled out of the water 
And then um, when we got to shore, one of the whales like chirped at us and it was just the saddest sound I've ever heard. Like it was so sad that we had left. And my dad in the dream was like, um, you know, oh, those are like, they're dangerous. They're so big. You know, they're wild animals. You can't, we can't uh, let them get that close to us again. We're lucky that they didn't like, I don't know, decide to play with us or something. And um, I get that. But in the dream, like I was so sad and I was like, oh, but, but dad, did you, did you hear the sound that it made when we left? Like it wants us to come back. And um, in the dream, I went back to the ocean and I went back every day and I went out on the surfboard and it was just like this dream lasted like obviously I've talked about how time in dreams is like reality right so this is basically a montage of moments that are implied to be over the course of a month or whatever or like a couple months and I went out in the water every day and I was swimming with the whales and like it was so cool. And like at one point, um, I don't, let me check. I don't know if they brought me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I grabbed onto like the fin of one of them and then it like dove down to the bottom of the ocean and there was like a shipwreck down there. And then we were just swimming around down there and I was just holding my breath for an indefinite period. And it was just so cool. Like it was this huge orca right and then there was the baby and I was like besties with the baby and the baby right was still like 10 feet long but the mom was even bigger so um they were just so huge and the dream was so vivid and being around creatures that massive like I would never I will never get to swim with orcas okay that's not something that's gonna happen for me in real life it's like flying where it's just like such a surreal experience and it's almost like spiritual like it was so intense and just so cool to see them that close and to bond with something like that even if it was just all in my mind like that was insane and orcas and dolphins um I used to watch like I I essentially grew up on BBC like nature shows so I know a ton about animals it's all like in my um in my core memory banks like I can just spout random animal facts that uh people wouldn't know and like orcas have always been just like one of my favorite animals I love orcas but um orcas and dolphins show up in so many of my dreams which probably has to do with the fact that the ocean is almost always there for me but they i love them so much and this dream was just so cool and um even now this has been this is years ago and even remembering it now like it's so vivid and the colors were so bright and it was just so awesome and now I think I'm actually going to finish the episode. This has been an episode of the Dream On podcast and I have missed doing this so much and school is killing me right now and life is really hard, but that's okay. Um, and you should also um, keep your eyes open and keep an eye on the Instagram account because I'm going to be doing a collaboration with another podcaster very soon, um, I hope. 
Uh, they messaged me again today, and I'm hopefully going to be on like a psychology podcast uh, very soon. So you should look out for that because I will be announcing it on the Instagram. And I'm sure that when it comes out, I'll mention it in like another episode as well. But, um, you know, it's going to be cool. And um, we're just going to talk about like um, me like starting a podcast and like why I um, why I do what I do is like kind of the tagline that's like their thing. So, um, when that comes out, I will share it on the Instagram, like on the stories and like, I'll probably post about it. So, um, don't miss it. It's going to be cool. Um, and I'll be doing that probably this week or next, um, whenever we can line up our schedules. So that's going to be awesome. Um, get excited for that. It's going to be super cool. Um, and, now I encourage you to go and dream journal and uh, do whatever it is you do that makes you happy. So uh, thank you and dream on. <laughs>